The 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kvec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911. All right, Craig, thank you. Busy afternoon here. Uh, straight ahead, Andy Greensfelder at 405 uh, breaks down President Biden's State of the Union address, and uh, we'll hear from him. We'll give you a chance to call in as well. And then first-time guest, Sam London, he's a data scientist at 5 o'clock. We're going to talk about artificial intelligence and the so-called brave new world of AI. Should we be concerned or excited or a little bit of both? Uh, this segment. Uh, another first-time guest. We put the community spotlight on our friends at the San Luis Obispo Church of the Nazarene, where Steve Potter is the pastor of outreach and small groups. Mm-hmm. Small yes. groups. Very important community forum coming up on Friday at 6 o'clock, Restoring Hope for Drug Abuse, a local response to recent fentanyl deaths. Uh, Steve, good afternoon. Nice to meet you. Good afternoon. Thanks for Glad coming to be by. here. What's the genesis of this project? How did this come together, this forum? Well, we had several um, incidents within our denominational family, and I thought to myself, we can do better. And so we, as pastors, we generally get the, the fallout of these incidents that happens. We have families, we have individuals that have needs that come to us after the fact, but we really wanted to be on the front end of things. How can we do better? How can we prevent these things in the future, and how can we help families, and, and specifically our community. All right. And just on the background, my producer, Craig, gathered some statistics here. Uh, fentanyl has quickly and quietly become the leading cause of death among adults ages 18 to 14. Between April 2020 to April 2021, fentanyl claimed more than 40,000 lives, resulting in almost twice as many deaths in the 18 to 45 age range as COVID, cancer, car accidents, and suicide. Does that surprise you? You know, it actually did a year ago when I first read about this. But uh, we have, it's kind of like the backdoor drug that came, you know, I kind of grew up with knowing about LSD and all those different things in my early years. Pre-pastor days. Yeah, (laughs) pre-pastor days. But anyway, when I heard the word fentanyl, I was thinking medical. You know, this is something that people use in the medical field all the time. I had no idea it was connected with um, the drug world. And so on top of this, the National Institute on Drug Abuse reported last year and 75% of cocaine deaths and 50% of methamphetamine uh, deaths, the drugs were mixed with fentanyl. Yeah, it seems to be an additive that they put in some current popular drugs. And, and the difficult thing is it can be taken by children Innocently, it can be taken inadvertently, and many times those dealers don't necessarily have your interest in mind, and uh, that's that's the, the scary part of it. Do you see this as a one-time conversation or as an ongoing conversation? This forum. Oh, I think it's an ongoing conversation. Yeah, certainly. We are going to be having um, some follow-up things about it in the future, future seminars. But we're hoping to create a network of uh, of our pastors and parents and grandparents to where people can ha- know the resources they have available to help them when that time comes, if any. 
So let's go through the uh, details with uh, Pastor Steve Potter. This is Friday night, 6 to 8 p.m. Let's remind folks where the Church of the Nazarene is located in San Luis. It's 3396 Johnson Avenue on the corner of uh, Southwood. And we have a great congregation there, nice facility, and it's easy to get to. We have ample parking. We have three parking lots. So come and join us. It'll be a great time. And we stress this is a community forum. You it want is. everybody there. It is. Everybody. Okay. It, if you, most people know someone who's been impacted by this or have a desire, but this is going to be a well-balanced uh, approach to the drug. And I also uh, suspect that a lot of people like you and myself, we've heard of fentanyl, but we really don't know that much about it. That is really true. I would agree with you 100% because people often say, well, I, I'm not into that. I've heard about it. It's not for me. But really, if you are having a proactive viewpoint of it, you would load yourself with the information ahead of time. And that's what we're trying to do. Prepare people for being used in a mighty way in the future. Uh, you've uh, put some time and effort into this, and you've got a pretty impressive panel. So let's talk about the format. Well, first of all, Rick Scott, our chief of police here in San Luis Obispo, he's going to start us off. But we also have three other officers uh, in San Luis Obispo and from Paso Robles who are going to give us a really good, up-to-date, accurate view of what's going on in our town, in our county, in regards to fentanyl. And so there's a lot of statistics, as you know, going around about this struggle. We want to make sure we're centered on our community. What are we doing here? And that's why we wanted local officers to help us out. And they're going to start us off with what exactly is fentanyl and how, it, how it's impacting our community. So you have Chief Scott and some other police officers. Yes, yes. Right. Uh, Deputy uh, Gonzalez and uh, we have police. Three, we have three other police officers. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. All right. So you've got a good law enforcement representation. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. And then what happens after you hear the presentations from the panel? After we do that, we're going to be having our uh, family therapist, Cynthia C., and she is going to help us in working on uh, communication. It's a way of how do parents open up the, the gateway in talking to their children? Um, what are some of the practical ideas I can use to deal with this as a parent? How can I be... Uh, knowledgeable about what the I might be, might be looking for, uh, that, uh, the signs of this, and uh, some background in communication primarily. So that's kind of like the middle part of the Oreo. Yeah. And then uh, there's a Q&A, so yes. the audience can ask their questions. Yes, yes. We're going to have a panel, and that's, this panel has a wide variety of, of uh, individuals. It's, it starts from anywhere of an individual um, a man who has lost his wife to fentanyl. We have a, a, a former user of fentanyl, a recovered a young adult. We have um, some our pastor, Pastor Charles, will be there, and then uh, John Daniels McDaniel's from the sheriff's department. He'll be there. So the panel is going to be receiving questions from the audience. So I like this. You have uh, law enforcement giving that perspective, but then you have people who one way or the other, have been directly involved or affected by fentanyl. Right, right. That's, that's the joy of this this panel because we want, really want to be something that people could bring their questions to, not necessarily with names and situations, but just in general be able to get a better handle on this drug and, and have people to talk to. If you're just joining us, my guest is Steve Potter, 
pastor with the San Luis Obispo Church of the Nazarene, inviting everyone to come this Friday night from 6 to 8 p.m. Is there any fee for this, by the way? No, there's no charge for it. In fact, we're having a child care. It's our regularly scheduled parents' night out that we have at our church. And the ages um, infants to 14 years of age will have supervised uh, care for them. So Restoring. Parents, oh, sorry. Yeah. Go you go ahead. So parents can come and find a safe environment for their kids during always, that time period. I always let the pastor speak. Never interrupt a pastor. Amen. Uh, is Restoring Hope for Drug Abuse, a local response to recent fentanyl deaths. So I'm wondering if in the time that you've put this together, if you yourself have done more reading or talking to people about fentanyl. I actually have. You know, uh, a, a day doesn't go by where I uh, hear something on the news about deaths in one community or another within the Central Coast. I also have people write me about this, and I have people who uh, have had a personal experience with fentanyl abuse in their own lives. And uh, it's it's kind of one of those things where people, they're a little bit hesitant about sharing it because of the inferences you know, to it. But I'm finding more and more people are coming forward and saying, this happened to me too, and I want to share my story with somebody else. And that's what I'm hoping people will do. And know that they're not alone. Is part of the Friday night going to be resources that people can turn to? Yes, we're going to have a time uh, after, before and afterwards where the speakers will be able uh, to be at a, a table, uh, at a podium, where they can actually talk to the people face-to-face and answer their questions, especially afterwards. Uh, more on this article that uh, Craig found. The vast majority of fentanyl is manufactured in China, enters the U.S. via the southwest border. Uh, the DEA reports that 80% of fentanyl in America comes into our country through the U.S.-Mexico border. That's a tough one. That's really a tough one. I don't really have any answer for that. I, I'm not sure anybody does. Yeah. Yeah, we've, um, Dr. Lichtus, he was telling me the other day, he said, we've done a great job with cancer, uh, found a lot of um, medical solutions, made lots of improvements in the area, but in the area of drugs, uh, we've not done so well. And I guess the number is increasing every year. It was in 2021 that we surpassed 100,000 overdoses for the first time in a 12-month period. The most famous case I know locally uh, is only because they've come on to talk about this is up in North County. We had the young man who was in pain and he went to a friend and he thought that it was a Vicodin Mm -hmm. and he took what he thought was a Vicodin and he went to sleep and it was laced with fentanyl Mm -hmm. and he died. Now here's a young man who was just in pain. He wasn't out looking for drugs. Mm -hmm. He went out, wasn't out trying to get high or whatever. And he was in his house when it happened. Yeah. You know, Dave, that is such a stereotype um, situation because we're finding that it's not necessarily we're dealing with people um, in the drug world or people who are on drugs all the time, but it's, it's kind of trickling down to some of the people who either had a, originally had a medical need or who are hooked on other drugs, but somehow these drugs have entered, specifically fentanyl, have entered into the, uh, the drug scene and have caused major, major uh, problems for families, for communities, for churches, for individuals. 
So you said that there's more to come after this. I'm curious what kind of response you've gotten from other pastors, other churches in the community. Are they on board? Yes, they are. In fact, I've um, we've sent out posters to all the churches, local churches in the area and to our denomination. And I've talked to a number of people that want to be here, want to be a part of this seminar. And um, in the future, we're actually looking uh, forward to doing uh, some additional topics of um, human trafficking and also Internet. Um, what do you call that? You know, Internet crime. You know what I mean? Kids get on the Internet and they... And they cause crime. They, and they cause, well, they, yeah. they get subjected to people. They build these relationships sure. on, on the Internet. Sure. And uh, I can't think of the term right now. They're being taken advantage of. It, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yeah. those are some of the upcoming topics that we may try to uh, include in our uh, series. So in your, in your job at the church, are you working with young people in the church? Not really. Okay. Uh, young people are not my um, ministry. We have, we have pastors on staff. They're specifically for children and youth and then adults. No, I was just asking because I do not have children. So I'm not really that connected with young people as much as I used to be. But I always get the impression that it's different for young people these days. No doubt about that. My kids, my grandkids, and I've got seven of them. Seven? (laughs) I know. It's hard to believe. But anyway, they live in a different world than I grew up in. And these things are readily available, and uh, they can be innocently, innocently involved with it. And uh, I just want to protect them, and I want to, I want to do as much as I can to um, educate their parents and uh, all of our community to this dreaded disease, this uh, situation. Well, I certainly want to do our part to help you promote this. I think this is very important that you're doing this forum, and we certainly support you on this. I, but I'm like you. I'm not sure what the answer is. Well, that's you're exactly right, Dave. So step one is talk is the conversation, right? That, and that's part of our goal is just to make it bring it into the churches, bring this drug culture, bring this talking, so to speak, this openness about these things into the local churches and our community, so we can begin a a medium to uh, talk about it comfortably and and, and with speak with confidence that um, there are resources out there. All right, Pastor Steve Potter, let's uh, go through this one last time, please. What's happening this Friday night from 6 to 8 p.m.? Well, it's called uh, Drug Awareness, an answer, a local answer to drug fentanyl deaths. And we are really wanting to reach out to our community, not only just be a church, but be a church within the community, share what we have to offer, give people alternatives to what they're doing, those people around them, they're hurting, uh, be a resource available because many people, myself included, know of individuals in their community or family or church that are having issues. How can I, as a community member, help other people through these circumstances? And I believe as a church, we've got some positive answers. So I'm hearing a, a panel of law enforcement people. I'm hearing a panel of people who have dealt directly with fentanyl one way or the other. I'm hearing a chance to ask questions, and I'm hearing an opportunity afterwards to approach these people and get uh, guidance towards available resources in the community. Yeah, yeah. And don't forget, we're going to be having our Pastor Charles here. He's going to be speaking about some. what are some of the biblical principles, the faith-based principles out of 
drugs and fentanyl. And uh, he'll be greatly appreciated. Whatever it takes. Yeah. All right, uh, Pastor, thanks for coming by. Keep up the good work. Final thoughts, please. We just appreciate you, Dave, getting this word out about our community and uh, just helping people, you know, to to make life um make life real, make life fun. And it's not going to be through the pathway of drugs. Yeah. I can tell you that personally. Let's hope not. All right. Uh, thank you, Pastor. When we come back, I want to talk about Cy Tenenberg and the TV station on the Hill. This is Hometown Radio for the Central Coast. It is the Dave Congleton Show. All right, Craig, thanks for that. We'll uh, keep you updated and have another traffic update for you after news at the top of the hour. Then Andy Greensfelder will join us to talk about the uh, big speech last night. A lot of people have uh, commented last year or two about me in a good way. Dave, you're so mellow. You've become so mellow. You used to be so angry. You're so mellow. And maybe I am. And maybe today, I just, instead of getting angry, I get sad. And I'm so sad right now. For many, 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 many years, this show was graced by Cy Tenenberg. Cy Tenenberg, Korean War veteran, combat veteran. Cy Tenenberg, who devoted, oh, geez, I don't know, the last 15, 18 years of his life to the troops. Cy Tenenberg, who spent his own money and his own time and how many packages did he send to the troops? I mean, we're talking about thousands upon thousands. And I have always been proud of the fact that Cy would come over here a couple of times a year with packages, and you were always there for Cy. You came by and you got the packages and whether you supported the war or you're against the war or you didn't like Trump or you love Trump it didn't matter we supported the troops well then KSBY came along the TV station and they started interviewing Cy and giving out packages so there was that one two punch there was you know Dave and there was Caspi, why? It was not a competition. We supported each other. And I get it. You know, people watch TV. I understand. And then we lost Cy. But uh, the good news is, is that people stepped forward and said, we want to honor Cy and we want to support the troops. And we're going to uh, continue Size legacy by supporting the troops. And they were on the show last year and we're making arrangements to bring them back. How, how, you know, if they want to come on every month, if they want to come on every week, if they can pack that many boxes, I will give them the time. But one of the volunteers emailed me today, you know, to try to set up something, thanking us for our support. 
And with the sad news, and again, note my voice. I'm not yelling, I'm not screaming, I'm not defiant, I'm just sad. She went to KSBY, and the general manager said, eh, no thank you. We're done with the packages. We're not going to do those anymore. If you want to go elsewhere and distribute the packages, maybe we'll do a story on you. Really? I mean, can you can you get mad about that? Can you get angry about that? Or can you just say, really? <laughs> you really don't want to support the troops anymore? You don't want to support the military? You can't take one half hour at the mighty KSBY on the hill to let these volunteers bring over packages and urge people to come by and pick up a package. You don't have time for that. It doesn't take any staff from you. You you put the boxes in the lobby, you put the camera on the boxes, and boom, they're gone right away. So I told the volunteer, you're welcome here anytime. We owe that much to Psy. We owe that much to the troops. So, politely, kindly, with respect, I ask the general manager at KSBY to please reconsider. And just, you know, this, this is just one of the reasons why uh, media in this town, we've, we're losing our clout. Because we're losing connection to the community. Anyway, I feel much better. I, I'm, I'm so proud of myself. I've got my filter going, and I just don't get angry. But we will have those volunteers on whenever they want to be on. All right, end of rant. Off we go. We've got news and traffic. We'll update you on the North County situation. Andy Greensfelder up next, followed by a conversation with Sam London and Dr. Larry Lockman. Boy, we are busy. We're live. We're local. And we care about you. I'm Dave Congleton. We'll be back. Hey, where did we go? The 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kbec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911.